You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. O Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know Thy Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow His steps and the way that leadeth to eternal life, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech Thee, O Lord, and by Thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of Thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God's grace and peace uh, be with you and a very warm welcome to you as we uh, gather um, over the internet during this time of social distancing. I'm grateful that we're able to continue to gather in this way, but we do pray and look forward to the time in which we can gather together in person for worship. As you're watching this now, I do pray indeed that along with us, uh, you are being drawn into worship. Uh, and that in that returning uh, and rest, you may feel and know and experience again that a salvation that is ours through the mercy and the merits and the mediation of Jesus Christ. Uh, so once again, grateful that you're able to be with us. God's grace and peace to you and a very uh, warm welcome. And now I pray at this time, most gracious God, that the words of my mouth and that the meditation of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight for you alone are our strength, and you alone are our Redeemer. Amen. Let not your hearts uh, be troubled. Let not your hearts be troubled are the words which Jesus uh, speaks to his followers. Uh, and wouldn't that be nice? Uh, it's easier um, said than done oftentimes. Let not your hearts be troubled. With regularity, Jesus speaks to his followers um, words encouraging them not to be troubled, not to be anxious. Uh, he speaks to us, fear not. He speaks to us, um, be not afraid. He says, peace be with you. My own peace uh, I leave with you. He says, I come, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it um, in the fullest. I've come that my joy might be in you uh, and that your joy might be complete. Jesus seems to regularly address um, our troubled hearts because it seems to very much be part of the human condition, that our hearts um, are often troubled. And that trouble isn't simply fear or anxiety. It can be um, frustration. It can be anger. It can be envy. It can be disappointment. Uh, I, I could go um, on and on. Uh, and into all of this, Jesus comes and speaks words and says, let not your hearts um, be troubled. It reminds me of one of the classic um, Bob Newhart 
sketches. Maybe you have seen it before. If, if not, uh, I hope you will uh, look it up um, after we're done. Um, but uh, Newhart is uh, Dr. Switzer, and he is a counselor, and a woman um, comes to see him uh, with, uh, she has a troubled heart, uh, and she comes into his office, and in the inimitable Newhart style, he is incredibly um, dry, invites her to sit down, uh, $5 for five minutes, uh, and he says as they begin, I don't think it's going to take that long. Um, and he asks her what's her problem, and he's actually been told, and her, her fear is this, her fear is of being um, buried alive um, in a box. Uh, that is uh, irrational, yes, but uh, often our fears are, are they not? But that's her fear, to be buried alive in a box. And um, Newhart says to her, he says, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you um, two words. And she says, should I write this down? And he says, well, you can, but I find most people are able to remember them. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you um, two words. And she looks at him expectantly, uh, and he leans forward in his chair across his desk, and he says, stop it. And he then goes on, uh, she says, well, 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 wait a minute, but when I was growing up, she says, no, we, we don't go there, um, we don't go there. Well, my horoscope said, well, we definitely don't go there. And she begins to give all the reasons that she's um, anxious and that she is troubled. Uh, and repeatedly, uh, he says to her those words, stop it. And as you might imagine, um, that doesn't help. And uh, it, it goes on and it escalates to the point, he says, I've I'm going to give you 10 words. Uh, go ahead and get your pen out. Uh, I'm going to give you 10 words. Uh, and she gets her pen and she opens her notebook and, and she's ready and he says those words to her. Stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box uh, is what he says. Uh, not the most uh, effective, but uh, I, I share that with you because uh, when we talk about our fears, when we talk about uh, our anxieties, when we talk about the ways in which we're bound, it's not sufficient simply to say stop it. Uh, stop it uh, and move on. Uh, we need something more than that. Uh, we need something greater than that. And, and we see as we hear, and there's a beautiful theme through the words which have been sung, through the prayers that have been prayed, through the lessons that have been read. There, there's a beautiful theme of hope and deliverance which nets all of them together and which flows through them. And we see that it is actually possible for our hearts not to be troubled. And we see that it is actually possible. And Jesus also um, tells us how. We see certainly it's reality, and, and not just in the portions from the Bible that we've read this evening, but we see it uh, powerfully and unmistakably in the life and the ministry of Stephen uh, as he um, speaks words uh, of truth about Jesus and what he has accomplished through his death and through his resurrection. And we hear that the people uh, of the time um, stopped uh, their ears and they raise their voices and they drive him um, out of the city in the same way that Jesus was driven out of the city to Golgotha. And we hear that as he is stoned uh, and as he is rejected by the people in the midst of that, we see a phenomenal um, peace that grips him. His heart um, is not troubled in that moment. He looks um, to heaven. Um, he sees Jesus Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father. He is filled um, with the Holy Spirit, of course, and he prays those remarkable words. Do not hold this um, against them. 
And in the words, we're told that he, he fell asleep, of course, which means um, that he died at that moment. But, but we see um, the ability to not have our hearts be troubled. We see the reality of that in a person's life. And, and granted, as I share that, you think, well, that's, um, Craig, that's, that's great, but I don't know quite how that applies um, to my life. That's a little extreme. And I share that with you to say um, it's, trial, it's true and it's real that our hearts might not be troubled. Uh, and Jesus tells us the means by which our hearts uh, cannot be troubled. And he says it immediately after saying, let not your hearts be troubled. Jesus has just told his followers that he will be rejected, um, that he will be handed over, that he will be crucified, uh, and that he will be laid in the tomb. But he also tells them the reality that after three days he will be raised again. And after those words, they are obviously anxious and they are troubled. And Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. And here's the answer. Believe in God. Uh, believe also uh, in me. The means by which uh, we can have um, the peace which we long for, the means uh, by which we might have hearts that are not troubled. And I'm not pretending uh, that we just believe in God uh, and it's all easy um, from there on, because it's not only from our own lives, but as we read through the Bible, we see that uh, they don't suddenly become perfect, uh, and yet we see through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives, through what Jesus accomplishes, there's a new power um, for their lives, and there's a new peace which is present in their lives, which transcends circumstance. And, and why? Because it's the work of God working in us, because it's not yours and my work, of making ourselves settled and peaceful because it's the work of the Holy Spirit, because it's the work of God in us, allowing us to be people um, who are at peace because Jesus, through his cross and through his resurrection, has made us at peace with God. Jesus says, if you know me, you know the Father. As the Father um, is in me and I am in you. He talks about this union which has been accomplished through his death and through his resurrection. And he says to us, um, look to me uh, and look um, to the Father. And in that, in my sufficiency and what I've done for you, you will find um, peace uh, and rest for your souls and for your hearts and for your minds that we all deeply, desperately long for. We see that he makes the way. We hear those words, which of course, which Jesus says, I am the way um, and the truth. Uh, and the life, and we see that in, in looking to him and, and leaning our weight upon him, um, we find that guidance for our life that we need. We, we, we find the way. We, we find the truth that we long for in life and in um, relationships, uh, and we find, of course, what we all long for, and that is to have life uh, and to have life in its fullest. And so I lift up to you this day as Jesus encourages us to let not our hearts be troubled. I recognize that my heart is just like yours, uh, and I do often become um, troubled. But we are invited to look um, to Jesus and to be reminded and to remind one another of what he has done for us and that through his cross and through his resurrection, he has made peace with God on our behalf, that you and I might have life, that you and I might have peace, that our hearts may not be troubled, um, knowing of his love and his grace which have been poured out upon us. And as we hear that this evening, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that in the gift of Jesus, your Son, um, you make a way for us to life uh, and to peace. You enable 
um, through your cross and through your resurrection that our hearts might not be troubled. And we give you thanks that you've promised not to leave us as orphans, but you would indeed send your Holy Spirit uh, that we might know your peace which passes all understanding. You know what troubles each of our hearts uh, individually. And I pray that through the work of your Spirit, um, you would draw us to yourself that we might offer up um, those things which bind us, uh, that your peace might flow into us, uh, that your strength and that you would be our way. This uh, I ask and offer in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you will join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.